0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Sierra. I'm Dylan. I'm Erica.
1: Hey, I'm Steve.
0: And this week, we're talking Hatchet. <laughs>
2: that was a solid intro, Sierra. There <laughs> we go, yeah. There, there you know, was... go. Woo!
0: Was... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> a one, two. Rick
0: t- Flair's in my blood!
2: <laughs> Please don't cut that out. <laughs> Rick Flair, did you say Rick Flair's in your blood?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, oldest so- ride, longest line Can everybody say woo really quick No three, 1, 2, 3 woo! woo
2: Get on the Ric Flair train, Dylan If I don't make Ric Flair I'm going to kill Dylan What?
3: Bro, you live in North, North Carolina Blair You County. have to be a Ric Flair Not to fan be confused now. with
0: Flavortown Okay or yeah, I'll, I'll exchange him as well. If I meet if I meet Fieri 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 Fieri, Fieri. <laughs> Guy. I wanna meet Guy. If I meet Guy,
3: this fucking is
0: why Guy all out on the
1: podcast. Anymore. Fucking meeting. Woo! 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 <laughs> Alright. Once upon a time there was a boy named Victor Crowley. Folks weren't too kind of Victor. So he stayed hidden in his daddy's house, out in the bayou. One night some mean children came to his house, and there was a bad fire. When his daddy jumped down the door to save him, he didn't know Victor was pressed against the other side. And poor Victor Crowley died. They say people disappear in those woods. And legend has it, if you get close enough to the old Crowley house at night, you can still hear Victor Crowley. Roman in the woods. Crying for his dead.
0: I wanna go home.
1: gonna die all right so we're gonna start out talking about the first hatchet film it was released in 2006 it was written and directed by adam green
0: thank you adam green um
2: Steven, quickly! Uh, I don't know if you wanted to do it, but Dylan and I were talking about it earlier, and I maybe we didn't even put you in on the. We were I talking don't get about rating everything all as a continuous storyline.
1: Yeah, I want to rate I, each movie, but
2: no, I want to like, like do, at the end, like wait until we get to the end and be like, yeah, like tell, say what our overall rating was, and then kind of break down like where. I
0: think that's a good idea because it's so continuous.
2: Okay, up to you, Dylan. Yeah, that's You're fine. Yeah, yeah. that's fine.
0: No, I'm the boss. Fuck you.
2: You're not even on this show anymore. Yeah, you're
1: a guest at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Suck a dick. All right. So uh, hatchet is the story. baby. What? <laughs> hatchet. You're pump. pregnant.
2: That's not what happened at all.
0: Everybody, Eric is pregnant. Eric is not.
2: <laughs> Tis not. Tis. No.
0: Hatchet 1. Continue. I'm trying to. It's the third time. <laughs> I'm proud of you for counting well.
1: Hatchet follows the story of Victor Crowley, a killer who was born deformed from a voodoo curse. Uh, his father tried to save him from a burning Thomas house. Crowley? Thomas Crowley. Uh, while he the house was burning down, he tries to break the door down with a hatchet and ends up Catching that bitch in the face. Yeah. Um, so the first movie you follows... You've never a hatchet with your face? So the mer- first movie follows... A couple friends who go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. Um, one of them, his name is Ben. He's going to get over... Grandma's boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's. It's the fucking dude from, from Grandma's, Grandma's boy. boy. <laughs> uh, well,
3: he's got- I, I, I had to find him from Dodgeball, too. Did you? Yeah. The pre- as soon yeah. as I was like, is
1: that the dude from fucking Grandma's boy? Sierra looked at me like I was crazy because when he came on the screen, I was like, <laughs> What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Ben's going to Mardi Gras to get over his ex-girlfriend who they broke up. Uh That's a good place They to decide to take a swamp tour to the place where Victor Crowley was That's home. the
0: type of shit I do on vacation. Swamp tours? Yeah.
1: Oh, because I was like, Mardi Gras for
2: getting over a, a relationship. That's pretty much where it's at. That's where you were going to see Max titties. I, yeah, but they said I don't mean old, to bring tits up every episode. It was old they said in the movie though, it was old lady titties. Usually, I mean, like, yeah, you get to certain parts of Bourbon Street and you're going to see shit that nobody wants to I don't to know, save. that
3: opening with Marilyn Manson and, you know, just a bunch of people flashing the camera,
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> Bayou beavers. <laughs> Bayou beavers. All right, um, but on the Swamp Tour, they meet Mary Beth Dunstan, who doesn't really say why she's going. You will find out later on, spoiler she's alert. She's got a good. Her uh, brother and her father went missing while on a... Gator hunting trip. Gator hunting. Her,
0: her daddy's Freddy Krueger. Yes. Two brothers Ainsley.
1: Yes. So, yeah. Like that is a boy's name. Victor Crowley comes and starts she real. picking him off. <laughs> it took me way longer than it should have to just dis- explain uh, that movie. There was a lot there. Sierra. Off
2: subject, though, Um, uh, uh, the Bayou Beavers thing, there is an actual whole chain of porn called Beaver Bongs. And that's all I can think about. <laughs> beaver bong? Yes, it's called beaver bongs. Interesting. All right. Google that. I don't want to Google no, that. No, not you. <laughs> Steven will get a good
0: ha-ha out of Steven's- it. The only reason I know about it
2: is because of my brother and my cousin. Steven's
0: too busy watching hentai. I saw your
3: wife, by the way.
0: Yes,
3: yeah, she's great. Stone Cold Fox, dude. Thank you. We're you, going strong. Loyalty over everything.
0: Are you feeling a little lonely lately, Steven? Are you okay? If you no, don't I get her tattooed life, so on your fucking hand...
2: No pun intended, I'm fucking hand. But if you don't get her tattooed on your hand, I'm going to be disappointed in you. I,
3: I'll, I'll tell you this much. I am getting a tattoo of her, that's for sure. It's that's what's up. It's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's true love. It is. Hanada, you my number one girl.
1: So yeah, Hatchet. Uh, it was <laughs> written and directed by Adam Green, like I had said. Um, Adam Green, super fucking passionate dude when it comes to these movies. Uh, wh- I think that's something that really made these movies so enjoyable. Was just the fact that i knew how passionate he was about it and about it the really genre,
2: resonates through yeah. it, like you can really tell that he put what he he put his efforts forward in this i think yeah. you can
0: also tell that everybody involved in the making had fun too yeah it. for sure
2: yeah no it there um, was good chemistry with everybody that's the one thing that i really saw continually through all three films was that everybody had like there was solid chemistry between everybody like nothing felt it felt very real it didn't feel like like yeah you can obviously it's acting you're watching a fucking movie but you know what I mean like there was everything flowed very well like naturally it was nice
0: um, So the idea of Victor Crawley came from Adam Green when he was a kid at camp. I'm stealing Dylan's thunder. He's gonna be so mad at me.
2: <laughs> Dylan hates us already right now. So, so just roll with it. There
0: was a cabin at his camp that he stayed at, and the camp counselors would tell the kids, "Oh, don't go there because Hatchet Face is gonna get you." And he'd always ask the camp counselors, "Like, what is he gonna do if he gets me?" And he's like, "They're just gonna get you." I feel like yeah.
2: if you've ever seen Crybaby though, and you know who Hatchet Face from <laughs> Crybaby. I'm
1: terrified. <or laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But um, he he had. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Green had said that, that basically he's like, yeah, it was the cabin where they all like drank and did drugs. Yeah, but yeah. they would Party say, cabin, like, dude. they would say, yeah, don't go here because Hatchet Face will get you. And he said that at this point, uh, his older brothers would get him to watch horror movies all the time. So he was super into it at eight years old. So he would like dig in and try to find out. So, uh, at night in his cabins, like, the, the other kids would bring up, like, oh, Hatchet Face, like, do you what, think he's gonna, gonna get yeah, us? Yeah, do you think he's gonna get us? Yeah. Like, what do you think his story is? So Adam Green, came up with the whole story for Victor Crowley when he was like eight when he was eight years old he told them that's like crazy. oh yeah, yeah. He, he was in a fire in this house and his dad hit him in the it's face literally the axe. exact
0: story
3: yeah
1: <laughs>
0: that's that pretty
3: cool you see yeah.
0: Now, I think the, thing, the one of the coolest things about these films is that, and it's not just the first one. It's all they, and it's actually as the series goes on. There's more and more. They take some big, big horror icons, yeah, and yeah, they throw yeah, them into yeah, these movies. They pay homage to the '80s slashers, not only by paying homage to the slashers, but they also use the people that starred in those films.
1: Well, to start off, Victor Crowley is played by Kane Hodder, and it's really great too because. Uh, going back a Kane little bit... Kane Potter
0: looks like a dad.
1: Well, he played Thomas Crowley, too. Yeah, yeah I know, um, but he just
0: like looks like... It. That's how I know what he looks like.
1: Going back to uh, when we went to Mad Monster Party, we had d- done a QA and a with Ken Kerzinger, who played Jason during Freddy vs. Jason, and he had said that when they were making Freddy vs. Jason and he was approached to play Jason, they had asked... Or he had asked them, well, what about Kane? And they said, oh, well, you know, we decided to go a different direction as far as Jason. So uh, watching interviews with Adam Green, he had pretty much said that without Kane Hodder... He, would not, he probably wouldn't continue the series. He's like, there will not be a Hatchet movie without Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder, yeah. Um, he's like, if you look at everybody involved with Freddy vs. Jason, none of them can give you a fucking answer as to why they replaced Kane in Freddy vs. Jason, but they just decided to do it. And he's like, I think that it was fucked up, but it was really a blessing in disguise because had Kane done Freddy vs. Jason, we probably wouldn't would have, have gotten him it. for it. Yeah. So... I, that, that right there shows, like, it's really cool that, you know, he's so eager to keep Kane hotter. But, yeah, you do see these icons. Uh, in the first one, we'll, we'll talk about them as we discuss each movie. But in the first one, you have, like, Tony Todd plays um, Reverend Zombie.
0: Yes. And he's not very important in the, the first one. I think the biggest... As the the biggest thing that this movie that these movies do as a whole is, they have this really unique thing where they end and pick up exactly where the last one left off. Yeah. It's not like weeks later or the same place and different people. It's literally a continuous story, minute to minute. Like the first three movies take place within two days.
1: Yeah, and it's cool too because um again when I was looking into it, uh, Adam Green had basically said that he had pla- he was planning Hatchet Two before they had even finished Hatchet 1. But there was no guarantee... Before they
0: started Hatchet yeah, 1. Yeah, but
1: there was no guarantee that Hatchet 2 would like be, make it that big because they weren't expecting Hatchet to take off as much as it did. Uh, he's He pretty much said that making an indie horror movie is, like, being in an abusive relationship. That was his exact words. Because he said, by the time you've campaigned this movie and, like, gone through all you go through to make this promoted, movie, you're sick of that. it at mm-hmm. the end. And he's like, I couldn't even... I, I could barely sit through the, the, the premiere, premiere, premiere of Hatchet yeah. because I've watched it so many times. i would like, gone through so much with it. But... It ended up taking off, and it gave them the opportunity to make Hatchet 2. But when they were making the first one, he had bits and pieces that he put in. Like, for in example, Reverend, yeah, to make Reverend the Zombie. They got this big name, Tony Todd, Candyman, mm-hmm. to fucking play Reverend Zombie. But he was in, like, ten seconds of the movie. And they
0: did it purposely so that he could be a major character in the second one.
1: Yeah, and then on top of that, in the first one... All of, not all of them, but most of the weapons that are used in the second one. You see how they get to. You see them in the, the first, first one. one, yeah. So, like he had said, like I wanted to, I want us to have a shot where we show the chainsaw, the seven-foot chainsaw. He's like, I want to show that in the first one, so that when we use it in the second it one, it, it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense that it was there. I
2: think that the, those little details, though, are what make this like solid, and that's why I was kind of saying in the beginning, um, in. Uh, saying to, in the beginning to Dylan that it's kind of like, you can definitely rate these on a, on a one-on-one basis, but the fact that you can rate this All three of them together, and it's like it's not like they're sequels. It's not like they're. It's it's like it's it's one one solid story, and I thought that that was so cool because mm -hmm. we we've covered a ton of franchises. I mean, we've covered Friday the Thirteenth. We've covered Halloween. We've covered Nightmare um, on on Elm Street. Like
0: leather. Yeah, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, like
2: we've we've done all of these huge franchises, (laughs) and. Every one of them, one of our biggest things is that we always compare how different the sequel is to, um, to the first movie. And when you get into these, like, they're different, yeah, but it's not different, like, it's not a different fucking story. These are, in my opinion, meant to be seen all together. You know what it is? And it's it's, like, it's almost like a TV
0: series. Thank you, that's exactly what I was gonna say. a (laughs) really long
2: TV series, but like... You know how like when you when you've like we've all watched full season like full um like a full show and you get to that series finale and it's like that gratifying feeling of finally tying up all those loose ends and like the whole thing makes sense. It was like that but in a much shorter span. Like you didn't but have you to know binge what the watch thing it for is, three is weeks. that
0: there's no there there's still we ended up watching the fourth one as well and there's no ending to that one either. They do the same thing. So Yeah, but it's not it's, it's not
2: aggravating up. though, you know. No, what I mean?
0: but it's set up for them to make another like they they're doing the same thing. It seems like there's going to be another hat. Yeah, but that it's
2: one. but it's okay. Like you know how like you watch some sequels and you're like please for the love of fucking Stop! god stop yeah. like do no. not make any more of these fast and the furious we're on to you stop making <laughs> shit. Like, this shit we are calling stop. you
0: out Vin Diesel
2: like it's stop. you know like just fucking no pun intended bury the hatchet on this shit yeah. we're sick of seeing it but this like I I don't I wouldn't mind seeing another one like I I touch base with Dylan a little bit I started watching the fourth one kind of like look through it and stuff and it's decent I don't think it's as strong as these ones, no, or, or, or the first three is not. Is Adam Green?
3: Because yeah. I, I haven't yeah. seen the fourth one. Okay, we'll do, we'll talk about the we'll talk we'll, about we'll, Victor Crowley. At the we'll end. We won't like do a
1: sp- over, yeah. overview. We won't of it. do it. We'll do a spoiler um, free review of it at the end.
2: but, um, but it's it, you know with with that it's I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. God damn it, I hate myself. <laughs> um,
3: you know what though, I gotta I gotta admire Adam Green's like passion for uh just the whole series and and you could tell like he really gave a shit about what he was doing it wasn't like a cheap oh let me just make a direct-to-video slasher that'll you know hopefully sell it was like you could tell he's a huge fan of the genre and he took the time to play like you know have the homage to like you know like 80s slashers without without going i guess like too far like you know nowadays like 80s is like the huge hit Mm-hmm. and everyone wants to recreate it, like, really badly. I don't know, like, I it, it was refreshing. It was, like, really refreshing to see, like, his own character, like, he created and then just kind of really back it.
1: Well, it's nice, too, because... You don't really, I, we've talked about it on past episodes, you don't really see these horror icons anymore, like how yeah. the old, like, the 40s had the Universal, the Universal Monsters, Monster, the 80s yeah. had Freddy, Jason, Chucky, like, we don't get those anymore, besides maybe, like, Jigsaw. So it was really nice to see... Spalding. And Spalding, I guess. But it was it was really nice to see these, like, a new horror icon. Ed
0: and, and Lorraine Warren. They're not, no. <laughs> uh, that was my joke of the night, guys.
1: You did that good. You did good. But it, it's, great. Great. It's, it's great, too, because it wasn't, so, like you said, it wasn't something that was made to just cash in on horror movies, and, you know, talking, again, I keep bringing this up, but I, like, do- I dove down the rabbit hole last night, and I was just watching Adam Green interviews, because I was just so, this series is by no means, like, amazing movies, but they're, no, so, but they're fun. so fun. No, they're so yeah. fun. yeah. Like, Sierra fucking hates cheesy B-movies, okay, yeah. and she was like, this is really fucking good. No, okay, so the thing with Hatchet, that
0: I, I haven't figured it out quite yet, I haven't figured <laughs> out the formula, there is no rhyme or reason to why these movies are as enjoyable as they are, other than the fact that they managed to take what is usually a very cheesy 80s slasher and make it... They kept the fun at, in it, and they took away the
1: cheese. Yeah. Like... They have... Well, I've said it... it it's, like, a legit comedy. It's not just, like, really shitty acting, acting that makes yeah, it, like... Yeah, that makes it funny. You're like, oh, God. Like, it... It was real good acting Like it was like Watching a comedy movie But it had Horror elements mm-hmm. Yeah um, That's a good way To explain Another, it I I think That's the a really good, good way I To explain it I think
0: number one Most important thing To know about these films Are you ready for this Big bombshell guys 100% Practical Effects
3: Special yeah. effects mm-hmm. That I'm kidding Yeah uh, Adam
1: Green had said That it was Really important to him To not have Any CGI whatsoever
3: No I respect that though Because he could have Totally just easily Done that And by the way Chunky Larry If you're listening I'm not mocking you bro Like I say special effects too Love you man But um Yeah, they could have just CGI'd it and called it a fucking day, but no, like, they really took the time, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, too,
1: like, reading into it because Adam Green pushed his special effects department so much by just making, as the series goes on, just making these kills more and more crazy to just, like, really fucking challenge them. But um, going back a little bit, I, I dove down the rabbit hole last night. I was watching Adam Green interviews, and he brought up a good point. He's like, people were afraid to make slashers in the 2000s. You really don't see slashers. And he's like, all that shit like paranormal activity and all those like, like jump scare movies, they're irrelevant now at this point. He's like, you don't see... He's like, I see... There's nothing that's like gonna set them in history. Exactly. He's like, you know, paranormal activity and all that shit was like the big craze. He's like... I'm not bragging or anything, but I see people walking around with like Victor Crowley tattoos. There's not people walking around with like paranormal activity tattoos. Nobody talks about it anymore. He's yeah. like the fact he's like the fact that the first Hatchet movie was released ten years ago and we're still able to put out a movie and have as big of a following as we do, it's fucking amazing. Oh, hell yeah. And it shows that he had something special with it. Um, I, th-
0: I think uh, you get to a point with horror where you think every story's been done. You think that there's nothing new that's gonna happen. And this movie has so many remnants of what the 80s slasher films were, but with a new, refreshing story, and I think that's so awesome. I think that Victor Crowley as a character is so well-developed, and I don't think that the other characters are as developed, but I think that it wasn't important. I think that Victor's backstory was what was important for the storyline, and the way that they go about showing you his... How how he is... How he got the way he is, or... Is he a ghost? Is he alive? Whatever. I think it's so important, and it's so fucking awesome to see a big bad with a good backstory again.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that was the thing, too, and I love that as the... And it,
0: it also cuts out the need for a prequel! And I fucking <laughs> love it!
1: See, I,
3: that's the thing, is I thought Victor Crowley was gonna be a prequel, but it sounds like it wasn't. No, it wasn't.
1: Um... the. But, yeah, that's the thing, too. As the movies went on, it added more and more to this backstory, and it was really fucking good. It wasn't just like, oh, there's a random guy killing yeah. people. No, they added, they made a truly, like, it was very true to, like, 80s horror. It's something that you would have seen in the 80s as far as a backstory, but done tastefully to where it wasn't just completely fucking cheesy. Yeah,
3: and I like just, the whole idea, too, that they built up a legend behind it, you know? Yeah. I love shit like that.
2: No, I just think that overall, like, everything that, that this movie had to offer, you can tell how much, like, heart and soul was put into it. Like, yes, it's a, it's a B movie, and yes, it's nothing that was, like, huge blockbuster, but it very well could be. Like, you, you watch it, and it's like, it, it gives you everything that you've always loved about those slashers, and makes it modern, Without CGIing the shit out of it, without making it so over the fucking top that it loses.
0: Victor Crowley went there. Everything, you <laughs> know what, what I mean. That's what Victor Crowley did. It went
2: there. But like, it, it, it that's like that's the thing. So like, like Sarah was saying before. Sarah was saying, you know, people they genu they they genuinely think that there's little left in horror that hasn't been done, and. That's not necessarily the case. You can take those old things in horror
0: make them new
2: and make them new. it's it's like re- you're you're refurbishing them, <laughs> and some of it's good, and
0: some, and some of, of it's not. not.
2: I mean hey, it just, at least
0: people are trying right? It, yeah, and well, and and
2: I we all appreciate that and oh we, I just finger gunned. you did. She's just trying to steal shit like <laughs> right. um. You know, like, it's like refurbishing, you know, a piece of furniture or something like that. Like, you have these things and they're old. A lot of them are used so much that you're like, there's no way that we can put this in here and make it, like, (laughs) make it worth its while. (laughs) But but if you have somebody dedicated enough to, to invest their time and their efforts and take something that they truly love... And put their own spin on it. You do get some very wonderful pieces of of work and pieces of art that are out there. And I think that this is definitely one of those that was he took all of those elements that, that we love and he revamped them very well mm-hmm. and put out a solid movie like is it a, is it a b movie yes it is but does it give you that b feel in my opinion i don't think so yeah. like i think that this is definitely something that it, it's a lot it's a lot better than it gets credit for yes
0: yeah. absolutely I mean, it is a lot You're better franchise than
2: it gets credit for. you
3: definitely created a franchise.
2: this is by far though like franchise wise this is by far, in in my opinion, yes, it's not the most iconic franchise. I think it's this the, is the, it's most the most solid, solid franchise that I've seen. Day, yeah, absolutely. I don't I even know. Modern, in modern not day. even in modern day. Think, absolutely, okay. we've shit talked so many fucking sequels on this show that for us to sit here and not only not only say that the first one was good, but the second one and the third one were solid, and they all flowed together, I really think that that's saying a lot. Yeah, because no, we've watched yeah. a lot of fucking movies, and we've shit-talked a lot of fucking sequels.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, is think about it. Like, Halloween gets cheesy. Friday the 13th gets cheesy. Freddy Krueger gets fucking cheesy. Shut your mouth fucking Chucky is cheesy. Like, this movie keeps it real, you know? Uh, Something that I wanted to talk about is the name Victor Crowley, and I I just was thinking about it. This is so obvious homage to fucking horror on its own. The name Victor, Victor Frankenstein, is, like, one of the most iconic fucking names in horror. Crowley, Aleister Crowley, fucking iconic name. He literally, an eight-year-old, making up the story, took two iconic horror names and fucking... There's a lot that, like. Like, that's so genius, fucking eight year old. The
1: whole thing, too, like. Jason is like. Jason is pretty similar to. Or Victor Crowley's pretty similar to the whole, the whole Jason story, too. A deformed kid yeah. who's protected by his parent and pretty much haunts. Mmm, but
0: that's where you get confusion. Was he protected by his dad or was he being hidden from the world by his dad? Was he being protected or was he an ashamed creature being hidden away? Yeah, but even well, then, like
3: uh, it says he grew to love him, though, you know?
0: Yeah, you shouldn't grow to love your kid. <laughs> Just, no, but, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry! I'm kind sorry. Of, like, I
2: kind of see where is going with that, though, and, like, th- we've discussed a lot of movies that rip like, plain as day rip shit off of other movies. And we've said, you know, oh, well, this was definitely fucking vibes of this, or this was definitely, like, they fucking ripped the hell out of that. And this movie, I think, was... Again, going back to just a fucking solid franchise, they really, they they definitely, like, okay, so Larry and I, I was just on a, um, on Creature, uh, Creature Pods, um... Creature Features. Creature Features, uh, episode, we, me and Larry did one last week, um, it's not out yet, Steven, but we recorded one, and, uh, we were discussing, um
0: don't what go in the house
3: you do? we oh, did don't, don't go
2: in the house okay okay so yeah, I mean, don't go in the house, nice house so. is a huge again it's a very awesome fucking movie it's a solid movie but it's a very clear uh rip of um so anyway larry and i covered um don't go in the house and yeah. one of the big things that we discussed was that it very much is a huge rip of psycho and maniac um it's a fucking sol- It's a solid movie. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. It's awesome. But we also, uh, on a, an older episode, we covered um, Sorority House Massacre, which was a huge rip of Friday the 13th. No, Halloween. Or, yes, Halloween. That was right. So um, it was a big ripoff of Halloween. Um, big yeah. ripoff of Halloween. That one, it had a lot of really cool, like underlying tones to it but it was such a rip that it was like one of those things that we kind of like we picked apart pretty bad yeah. but this movie like Dylan has said there are a lot of elements to it that are very similar to, um, to Friday the 13th but it's not where you're like, fuck you for ripping this off. Well, like, what's, what's cool, too, about I think these that movies...
0: this thing is, is it's paying respect to Fred Exactly. Yeah. You know? Like Exactly. It's, it's not in a way where it's like, I'm taking your idea. It's in a way where I love your movie. I love what I you did. What and yeah. you did yeah. and this is for you guys. That's the best yeah, way you explained
2: it. Bad. That is absolutely. Sarah just explained that, and, like, it's making, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, actually, like, making sense in my own head now. Um <laughs> I get a lot of trains of thought and I just like get going and I just jumble myself up. But like when you like when people make movies, like obviously there's always influence from outside sources and stuff like that. You're always going to be like, oh, I really love that. He did this so tastefully, like you can tell that he was a kid that was brought up watching horror movies, and he loved them. And he was like, "I want to like honor that," love which is why I need to and
0: make a Texas Chainsaw movie. Perfect.
2: <laughs> this paid
1: homage to eighties so so fucking well. This movie does something that eighties movies failed to do, though. And Hit he, us with it, Dylan. Hit uh, us with it. In some re- in some instances. I would say I hate when movies do this, but I love that this movie did it. It explained how Victor Crowley comes back. Like, I thought that that was cool. We need more
2: voodoo movies, because every movie we've covered that has involved voodoo, we have all said, This is solid.
0: (laughs) I like Scooby Doo. On Zombie Island? No. Yo, the, that's a
3: classic the, that's a good movie. No,
0: the live action one where they go to the amusement
1: park Oh, that one was pretty Oh solid. Now,
3: now come no, Matthew Lillard's in it all It right.
0: was Scrappy Doo the whole time
3: Spoiler right? Listen, wow. way to root fucking, it Does not get a pass, alright That movie is fucking uh. If
2: you say garbage, we're disconnecting right now <laughs> I didn't say Freddie garbage Freddie Prince Jr. was in that movie Okay <laughs> Matthew
3: Lillard that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is sugar ray. Fucking, friend. I love sugar ray. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's solid. solid.
0: sugar ray on, on a daily basis. Solid. It's-
3: yeah, I seriously though admire like hit, hit sugar, sugar ray. ray. Like, <laughs> sugar- yeah, it, too a in my sugar way. ray. But no, Adam Green though like seriously, this was meant for he. he cre- this was meant for the horror fans who like grew up like on the, all the franchise ki- killers and like he made his own and you know what? Good for him because. You know, it was a time period where everything was oversaturated, and it still is, to be honest, with paranormal-like horror movies. And he was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to kind of create my own thing. We'll give it a little nod to some of the 80s slasher classics. And it fucking worked. And, like, some of the kills in this... Are so, actually in all three are just so damn brutal and you just can't help but applaud it uh, I feel like I'm watching Mortal Kombat fatalities in a movie you know <laughs> it, Sarah said that too <laughs> Sarah kept going finish him yeah <laughs> it's awesome though I, I mean fucking- if
0: you ever want somebody fun to watch a movie with I'm your girl
3: and if you don't fall asleep
0: yeah. And not not <laughs> no if you're pain. not if you're not
1: bothered by snores.
0: This is a totally platonic way though, because I said that in like a like almost pervy way.
1: Alright. I don't mean it like Best that. Best kill of this movie, most iconic I would probably say too, is the fucking jaw rip where you like Yeah yes! his fucking jaw off. That shit was crazy. But um yeah, all that shit was done without CGI and down to fucking um right. the the one guy, Ben, the main character yeah, Him throwing up in the movie was legit They gave him uh, like They gave him cold clam chowder uh, To like get him to throw up Because he, Adam Green's like it's I don't want it to look fake We just covered a movie not too long ago
3: where Respect One of the
0: Are you talking about the, the... one where the pe- the girl actually peed herself? Because Steven's talked That's about no no no. Now, right?
2: no, no 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 The um Or Day of the Dead episode uh, I was They, um, one of them, they were talking... So they got, like, stuff that they had to eat, and they, like, it was supposed to be, like... Look like guts and stuff, and like making them look like they were getting sick. Well, somebody had forg- the they had put it in a refrigerator, and, and I forgot, guess, yeah, the, yeah, the refrigerator, refrigerator wasn't plugged yep. in. So the next day, they and they didn't want to have to reshoot it or wait to shoot it, so they made them fucking chow down on like rancid fucking parts, yeah, and they nice. did. And that's why
1: they were like getting sick and shit. Like, didn't they just, do like, that in um. Lucho Fulci's zombie, too?
3: Yes! Yeah, yeah, he, uh... They actually... Uh, it was, like, animal organs and stuff, too. And, and he, he was, like, yelling, keep eating. Like, while no, th- yeah, just keep eating, and, like... Yeah. yeah that nasty. gross. Ugh.
1: Thinking but, about that's got my stomach sick. Yeah, so, uh, at the end of this movie, um, just spoil it, because it goes right into the second one, and it'll segue into our second movie. Um, Ben and Mary Beth are escaping on the boat, and... He's going to find his grandma. (laughs) Victor Crowley jumps out of the boat, much like Friday the 13th, and, like, grabs Mary Beth, and it just ends. It cuts to black. And fuck this movie, because me and Sarah watched it, like, late at night. So I was like, I need to see what happens next. And I was like, fuck <laughs> you! And so I, was like, I gotta go to sleep. sleep! So I had to wait till the next day, and then Hatchet 2 does the same thing, and I had to wait till the next day to watch Hatchet And 3.
0: then we watched 3 and 4 at the same time, back yeah. to back, he made me stop and do that shit. So and the movie, movie made
1: her stay up. So the movie just cuts. And I don't be. mean like, he jumps out of the water and grabs her and pulls her down, and then it ends, like... He, it's literally just in the middle of the fucking scene, just ends. <laughs> Cut. So...
3: Yeah, Hatchi but see for, to see you guys, uh, like, waiting to get to the next one and, like, you know, it being too late, that's, like, that's good filmmaking, because you're yeah, like, exactly. fuck
2: Could what, you know? want to continue
3: it? Yeah. Uh, All right, so good, 2 Hatchi stars Hatchi two. another.
0: There's another, there's a new Mary Beth, but she's still it's Mary Daniel Beth. Harris. Which
3: I'm so happy, and I wish she was in the first one, but fuck it. I, I Beth, liked OG I Mary Beth. Daniel I thought she was Harris. way prettier. What? Daniel uh, Harris. I to differ. Yeah. You guys Daniel. are
0: fucking... Peyton I'm in men.
3: love with Daniel Harris alright
1: who is she she was in Halloween she was, 4 yeah she was she uh, played... little Jamie yeah
3: from the 4 and, and 5 Halloween
1: 4 and 5 perverts
3: she's in other shit
1: what? too what <laughs> oh. Stephen <Stevenson's> so like <laughs> he did he what, what?
3: <laughs> she what was also in uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween she played as Annie and she was also in
1: fact checking fact checking this don't <laughs> tell mom the babysitter's dead <laughs> I'm Wait, just really? Up my makeup. I'm itching
0: it all, everywhere. Oh my God! Yeah, she played, yes.
1: She played the little sister and "Don't Tell Mom the Baby Sister's Dead." Um. Yeah. So, Hatchet Two. Just to bring it up, uh, some of the cameos that come in. Tony Todd returns as a main character. Uh, Kane Hodder again as Victor Crowley. Daniel Harris, we had said. R. A. off. Who played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three? Leatherface. Tom Holland, who played, who wrote the first Child's Play movie. Crispin. 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 Yeah, Crispin. Well, yeah, Everybody cheer!
3: <laughs> <Also>, Lloyd <laughs> Kaufman's in it for a brief scene. Yes, um,
1: but yeah, Crispin. We're saying AJ Bowen. Everybody, a give me yeah, the best woo. Flair. Woo! No. Woo!
0: woo! <laughs>
3: I'm not
0: doing it. I wish Ric Flair was in this movie. It'd be perfect if he was. Dylan, why
3: are you... As he was just chopping or, or everyone, he's like, he was like I, yeah, oh. this is how you're chopping. Woo! Okay, okay, wait, wait, let's try. <laughs>
1: we'll it try... Out? Steven, your head, I think your headset's coming unplugged. Oh, shit. Let's Hold try on.
0: something else. We'll do the best Snap into a Slim Jim, oh, no. yeah, by Robin We're Ross, talking. Macho Ooh. Man, maybe yeah. Sam. No. Oh,
2: yeah. Is that yeah. better?
3: Yeah, that's better. Okay. Um, yeah, no, but like I, I bet like Rick Flair was, if he was in this, he would have been like, Y'all, Victor! This is how you try. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Woo.
1: I want you to know that any Ric Flair talk is getting cut out of this episode. No, you
3: can't. Cut the can't, the nature boy. Woo! Friend, you live in North Carolina, Dylan. You have to, like, fucking Ric Flair now. Why are
1: you hating on Ric Flair? I'm not hating on Ric Flair. I'm trying to talk Hatchet. He's not a I clock. hear you.
3: I hear you. <laughs> Woo! It's Friday. It's Flair
1: Friday. I have to work all weekend. Fridays are meaningless.
3: Yeah, I picked up an extra shift tomorrow night, so I, I don't yeah. blame you, bro. That's because you're a cop
1: right. <laughs> um, One thing that I want to bring up uh, that I didn't bring up in the last one. I love that in a way, and this might just be me being being cheesy as fuck. In a way, Victor Crowley has killed all the horror icons.
3: In yeah, the first yeah. one, what does
1: that make him like the smirk? That's what I'm saying Not like in, the first one, in the first one he kills Robert England mm-hmm. right away In this one he kills Ari Mihalov who played Leatherface He also kills Tony Todd who oh, played Candyman. Candyman And in the third one He kills Derek Mears who played Jason in the Friday the 13th room
0: I wish he killed his dad That would have been mean Because then he'd kill himself too
3: That was deep here <laughs> Wow well,
0: <laughs> Suicide, mm-hmm. not fun.
1: But, yeah, so Hatchet 2 picks up right where the first one left off. Um, Hatchet
0: Two's the best one.
1: It's funny, because I think I enjoyed Hatchet 2 the most out of all of them, but Hatchet 2 is, like, widely considered the worst. This worst. is
0: the one where they, where they chop him in half with the fucking seven-foot chainsaw. No. Yes.
1: That was the third one. No, the third one they find... This one ends with... Her shooting him in the head, and then in the beginning of the third one, he was still alive. So he,
3: she cuts. No, I think she's talking about the victims. Remember when it's like the two next to each other, and then like Crowley takes the chainsaw up. Like- Wait,
0: no, because I'm confused. Because the, the third one is the ambulance boat, and they right, load up the his be- topped up body. Yeah, and the At ambulance. The
1: of- oh my god, I'm so confused. At the end, so
0: similar.
1: At the Don't end of the be at the end of the second one, Daniel Harris shoots him in the head, and that's how it ends. And then in yep. the beginning of the third one, she's going to get away, but he's still alive. No, she didn't shoot him in the head. She smooshed, his head was like... And then she gun. shot him in the head. Yeah, she it's
3: took like, a shotgun gun. and shot him in the head. Yeah, yeah.
0: What'd she do it with first? The knife? A uh, hammer? Yes. And then a gun, and then chopped him up.
3: Yes. And then shot him in the head.
0: His head came back a little bit.
3: Oh, it totally came back. (laughs) Like,
0: no, I'm (laughs) saying, like...
3: But yet again, there's, like, voodoo. Yeah. So I guess, like, it's like, fuck it, dude. Throw it out the window. Remember
1: when he melted in the third one? Yeah, we're not talking about the third one. We're talking about the second one. (laughs) She's tired. Okay, so... Uh, Marybeth makes an escape after... No, now I'm not to after she chops him up. She makes an escape, um... She gets back to town, and she goes to see... And she gets SWAT. She goes to see... That was the third one! She goes back to town, and she goes (laughs) to see Reverend Zombie. And she asks him, can you please bring me back? Because I want to...
0: get the rednecks in RA. Got it.
1: I'm gonna kill you. Where did all your makeup go? Okay. So she goes back to see Reverend Zombie, and he... There's about to be a homicide. Somebody call 911. She begs him to go back with her to retrieve the body of her dad and her brother. But really, she wants to kill Victor Crowley to get revenge. Um, They assemble this team. Reverend Zombie tells her to bring her uncle because he wants her to bring a family member. Uh, You find out later on that the reason behind this is Reverend Zombie thinks he can end the curse by making it... Making Victor Crowley kill all those responsible for killing him. Which, plot twist, it wasn't her real uncle.
0: Plot twist, that doesn't work anyway because they were already dead.
1: Yeah. So...
0: I loved his call. We didn't talk about his call at all. He's, like, in the distance, you hear, like... Daddy! Yeah. <laughs> was that good?
3: That was good. I did you're good. Out. Spot on.
0: Thanks. <laughs> can you been, do it again? I've been practicing all day at work so that I could do that.
2: Please tell me you're not doing that around children. Yeah.
0: <laughs> At least it's not the the mama one from once he didn't overgrade. That's all listen one (laughs) this. I legit was doing this at work and the kids were like mimicking me. (laughs) So the kids in my class were like Daddy
3: You're fucking horrible.
0: (laughs) I'm a great teacher, god damn it!
1: Yeah, so part of this team is Ari Mihailov, uh, like we had said, and also AJ Bowen, Crispin. Uh, They go back and of course they end up getting killed one by one again. Wait, doesn't Crispin get cut up? He gets his head cut off while doing it. In mid fuck. Oh my god. That was the best fucking scene. (laughs) I was fucking dying. They're like. (laughs) They're having sex and she's like, Do you love me more? What did she say? Donuts? The the first one? Yeah. Do you love me more than donuts? He's like, Yeah. And she's like, Do you love me more than Jesus? And he's like, That's inappropriate. And she's like, do you love me more than baby jesus he's like he's like equal amounts (laughs) oh shit i was fucking dying (laughs) oh god um yeah r.a milov's kill is fucking solid too and we when we met him he had a picture on his table and I, i didn't know what it was from so i'm glad that uh we watched this and got to see it it was uh the top of his head on top of the table because he gets fucking curb stomped against the table and, like, the top of his head just slides across. Yeah, Yeah. from
0: his, like, nose up.
1: The top of his head just goes sliding across the table and he had a picture and it was just, like, the top of his head on the table like that. Which I'm kind of... I'd like to see how they, like, pulled that. A lot of the practical effects, I'd like to see how they pulled that shit off.
0: They must. They had to have made, like, um, a, a mannequin of his head.
1: Yeah. But they made it, like, Blink and shit. I don't know.
0: It was an animatronic. Dude, the
2: animatronics and shit that they come up with, I mean, if you have the right
1: people, you If can- they
0: can make an animatronic Chucky doll, they can make an animatronic Ari Mi- Mihoff.
1: So what made this movie really cool was, uh, it was the first movie in, like, I want to say 25 years, that got released in theaters as unrated, because... I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, see that one. Adam Green had sent it into um, to the ratings board, and I guess... There were so many parts in the first Hatchet that they had to cut out to put it in theaters. And
0: he didn't want like, He said he'd rather go for a DVD release opposed to having to cut the movie that he wanted to make. Yeah, and they, he's
1: like, we're working so hard on all these effects. Like, I'm making it all... And he like, said, we're like, making it it all 30 legit. minutes of
0: his effects got cut out in the, last, in the first movie.
1: Yeah, which I think we watched the uncut one, so we saw everything, but... Um, Same. He's like, I, I don't want to have to go through that again. So... I guess they sent it into the MPAA and the MPAA came back as an NC-17 rating. So his manager contacted him or somebody contacted him and said, hey, why don't we just release it unrated? So they did a deal with, I think, AMC Theaters to release it unrated. It ended up, get, it ended up getting pulled a couple weeks later because of how graphic it was. Because That's crazy. Still nobody was expecting it. Which it's funny because... I, didn't I feel like I there's that. stuff that I've seen that's worse yeah. that I've, I
2: can blatantly recall seeing in theaters, and I'm like...
3: So was this select theaters that it was released in? Because, like, I don't even, really like remember seeing, like...
0: It
2: probably at was, the
3: time. Cause it was
0: independent. If, if they
3: went through AMC, it, it was probably select AMC. Yeah. Okay. okay, gotcha.
1: But... are theaters was, in AMC now? I really liked this movie... Probably more than the first one, I would say. I know, like I said, it's widely regarded as like the most hated movie of the series. But the big reason that people don't like it is because they said it, it tries to take itself way too seriously. I thought that that was a strength because... I'm personally not a fan of cheesy horror movies, which is probably why I liked it, liked it a it better, lot more. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it did still have its cheesy moments. like The sex The, scene? Seven, the sex scene? Yeah. The, like, seven-foot chainsaw that he cuts two people up in half with and their fucking, like, balls are hanging
3: <laughs> out. Oh, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, yep. See, I
2: just, like, I... I, it's hard for me to say like which one of these is my favorite because I, I feel because like it's, it's a one continuous story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like I
0: love it and it's like okay <laughs> but which one and it's like all of them. That's exactly why it's hard to rate these films too and it's 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 a lot I like don't Eric like
2: I don't movie. like the idea of rating them individually because I don't think it's like
0: it's I think, literally like saying a continuous yeah this story. one
2: like this chapter was my favorite yeah. I guess is kind of like I the best it. way to describe it but. but at
0: the same time it's like it's like
2: Look at you liking your husband tonight and shit. What's that about? She's going to kill you tonight. (laughs) Dylan's about to die. If you don't hear from him tomorrow, Steven, rip. Oh, shit.
0: It's Hmm. almost like it seems like it was just filmed and then they just cut it at at a certain point. Yeah, like
2: filmed it consecutively
1: and we're like, okay, we'll stop here and release this and then like stop here and release this. Which is funny, too, because, I mean, they shot this way after the first one and even to the point where they had a different actress playing Mary Beth, but... That did not bother me at all. No, but they I still like the the O. G. Mary Beth. Button. Like they they even picked it up right where they cut the last one off. And yeah. the fact that they like did that in that much detail with a different actress mm-hmm. years later. And what's cool about these movies too that I think really shows through is um Adam Green had said they had gotten every single person that was involved with the crew of making the first movie back to make the second. And he's like it it. was such he's like it was such an emotional moment because we're basically like a family at this point. So to come back like a he said people cried when they yeah, started filming people people were crying when they started filming it because that's huge you know there's always with sequels or yeah. series there's always different people involved with each one so the fact that they got everybody involved and then again for the third one granted the third one was not directed by Adam Green it was directed by somebody else but he still wrote it and was there for the whole thing overseeing yeah. everything but I think that that's great. I think it's awesome.
2: Um, I think that that shows, though, and I think that that's why this is such a solid little... Like, I just want to call it a series, so because mm-hmm. that's essentially what it is. I mean, it, it's a solid series, and I think that's because of that. I mean, you can really see that difference. I mean, when you have all of these creative minds, like, yes, you always have your, your main director, your writer, whatever, but... When you guys get... When people get close-knit like that, like, even us here at the podcast, like, we're constantly... I know me and Dylan are, anyway, constantly bouncing ideas off of each other about shit.
0: I don't get any say in the show because I suck.
1: (laughs) You don't answer phone calls or texts, so hush yourself. Okay, so this was the first... I just looked into it. This is the first theatrically released unrated film in mainstream cinemas since... George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead in 1978. Wow, wow, that's awesome.
0: I was there for that movie when it was released. But it it was shown
1: in it was shown in 60 theaters across the United States and Canada. Most of the theaters were unaware of the extent of the extreme violence and vile content. Content and nearly all of the theaters stopped showing the film by Monday morning.
3: Respect. Respect. It's so cool
2: though that they like. You know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like, you know what's so funny about this, though, is that, like, they release, like, jackass in theaters, and I'm, mm-hmm. like, if you saw the last one in 3D, there's a whole opening montage of 15 minutes of fucking dicks flying at your face in
1: 3D. But they pulled this. <laughs> well, what, was, what was cool, too, uh, that I had read was...
0: It's okay to be a pervert. It's not okay to be violent.
1: <laughs> what I had read, too, that was cool about this was, uh, like I had said about Adam Green... Getting everybody back together, Uh, he had said, "Like I might not make the movie if we don't, if we can't get everybody back together, then I'm not going to make it."
2: Well, that's that's kind of like what I was saying. Like, I think that like when like here we bounce ideas off of each other constantly, and I think that like when you when you have a solid group of people and you all are putting as much into it as the person who wrote it or the person directing it like when everybody is putting forth all of their effort into something and they're all bouncing ideas off of each other and you you're developing that that family feel it shows because it's not just one person. Like, this is my movie. You're essentially like everybody's involved in it. And it's like, you feel that like you're seeing where everybody's like, this is ours. Like, everybody can be proud of this Mm -hmm. and I think that that, it it shows and I'm not saying that this is like the greatest movie I've ever seen in my fucking life or that it's the best horror movie out there I'm just saying that there was a lot of effort put into this movie and it absolutely shows and I think that that's what makes it such a solid horror movie I feel like
0: they pay a lot of homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre they don't... There's a ah. chainsaw in it. Wow. And there's... R-A-M- I have a chainsaw in the garage.
2: Am
1: I paying
0: homage to Texas
2: Chainsaw
1: Massacre? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, my favorite part of this... Well, one of my favorite parts of this movie was... Uh, when they're... Before they go back to... What is it, Honey Swamp? Honey... I don't even remember. No, wait. For watches. real.
0: They are definitely playing homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, though.
1: Um, but when they're getting the crew together... Uh, they were talking about oh who's Victor Crowley and this guy's le- and they're like oh he's just an old legend and this guy's like I'm from a place called Echo Falls we have a legend back there about this guy named Leslie Vernon and they're like shut yes! up <laughs> they're like shut up and I was like yes because I fucking love the behind the mask. mask yeah so much that's like
0: one of the best this movies.
2: definitely had feels like that though too mm-hmm. which I thought was I and I think it's just because you're seeing all of these other big name, like, characters come back to play different roles, and I I like that. I I
0: want to know how they got all these people to agree to be in this low-budget movie.
2: We met some really cool people at the convention that I could totally see being like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. You know what
0: I mean?
1: One of the people who played Jason in another movie was not Hatchet. So... Killed them all. He killed them. <laughs> he's the ultimate, like, I feel like he's, like, he's the ultimate form. Uh, another thing that he we didn't, didn't bring up. He
0: Ash Williams.
1: Another thing that we didn't bring up is Perry Shen plays a different character in all three movies. Oh, the Asian dude. Yeah. Yeah! Oh, my God! Okay, okay, <laughs> hold
0: on. In one of the movies, they're, like...
1: It's the third one where he's like, "That guy looked just like you." One of the body.
0: Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I just cleaned up a body. He looked just like you. Like maybe he was like your brother or your cousin. He's like, oh yeah, because all Asians look the same. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Real funny. (laughs) And the guy's like, no, seriously, he just looked like you. And he's like, yeah, ha, yeah, all Asians look the same, and it's funny because it like, it literally
3: was him. Yeah, it was the same dude. I Ah! love that they brought him back in different roles. I think uh, he's also hilarious.
0: He's also in Victor Crowley, by the way.
3: But he's playing oh, the same shit. characters. In he's the playing third. The, yeah, he's
0: playing the same character as he is in the third.
3: Okay, but
0: yeah, I feel bad for him.
3: Yo, think- honestly though, how fucking awesome was it when Victor Crowley? Tore off Tony Todd like by he grabbed him I think by his like spine yeah. and just completely ripped him out of his ripped skin.
0: Him. Yeah, pulled his like skull. skull.
3: That was such oh, a cool fucking dude, moment
1: that shit too was because crazy.
0: that was the finishing part.
1: It, it was such a cool moment too because like that's when it, that Mary Beth reveals like that wasn't my real yeah. uncle and then yeah. and then Victor Crowley comes out of the house and Tony Todd says you got to be fucking kidding me which yeah. they say in all the movies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fucking second one. That was good.
0: Yeah, let's get to the third one, because I'm getting tired, and I feel like I'm giving no input,
1: because I'm sleepy. Hatchet 3 was released in... The SWAT
0: team comes!
1: It was released in 2013. It was written again by Adam Green, but it was directed by B.J. McDonald... B.J. McDonald. B.J. Here we go.
2: (laughs) Get us with him, Sarah. What you got?
1: So the the horror icons for this movie that they brought in um, Zach Galligan from Gremlins uh, Caroline Williams who played Stretch in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 Derek Mears which I had said before he plays uh, Jason in the Friday the 13th remake um, so you they, look like Gilbert Godfrey right now look at her eyes <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hold on. And Sid Haig is also in it. Uh, The movie, uh, the second one, ends with Mary Beth shooting Victor Crowley in the face. Uh, That picks up right where that left off. Like we had said before, she fights him. She ends up cutting him into pieces with the chainsaw. And she gets back to town and goes right to the police station where she's holding a shotgun. She's saying, I I killed him. She gets locked up for it. And they send a SWAT team out to figure out what happened on this island. Because they
0: think she's full of shit.
1: Yeah, so... Caroline Williams plays a blogger named Amanda who was married to the sheriff... And she convinces one of the cops to break Mary Beth out so they can go back to the island and end this curse.
0: The way that they're going to end the curse is, fuck you, they're going to go to Sid Haig's house, who's a super racist dude.
1: He plays uh, Thomas Crowley's brother.
0: And get Thomas Crowley's ashes and return daddy to his son.
1: But since Mary Beth's... (laughs) dad was the one that killed Victor Crowley. It has to be her. She has to give Victor Crowley the ashes. So, SWAT team goes... How did they stretch
0: this out into a full movie? Like, that's a very simple plot line. line, Yeah. I... I This is the one with the balls hanging in the tree.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I didn't enjoy this one as much as the first and second one. Um, A lot of parts... A lot of parts kind of threw... Like... There were so many scenes where it was just them open firing on shit and it was just drawn out so much but it was still a lot of fun. It, it wasn't bad in any way. It was just my least favorite of these 3. Of it's the like three, watching yeah.
3: like Rambo 3 where you're just like how fucking over the top can it get?
1: Yeah. And then
3: you're just in it for that, you know.
1: And and it was it there were parts there were scenes that were really drawn out like Victor Crowley trying to get into the boat and he's just like sawing into the door for so fucking long and I don't know. My my biggest gripe with it was that it. I was really invested in the whole Mary Beth Dunston storyline, and I feel like while this was really important to that storyline. She was barely in it. She was yeah. in a jail cell for most of it, and then she was in the back of the cop car handcuffed, and then they finally burned which the payoff was really
3: great, yes.
0: Did anybody notice that Stretch is starting to look like Roseanne's sister from the Roseanne show?
3: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was also in uh, Leprechaun 3, uh where he's, like, in Las Vegas, she gets, like, her tits essentially The only Leprechaun up. movies I remember
0: are Leprechaun in the Hood and Leprechaun Back to the Hood. She was
3: also in, No, you in, gotta watch uh, part three. Because a friend with greed is a
1: friend indeed, but a friend with gold is better, I'm told. She was also in Sharknado 4, and she plays... Sharknado 4? <laughs> she plays Stretch from Pixie she's yeah. massacre. Oh,
3: shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, she plays
1: her in the movie. <laughs> so that was cool, but, um... When are we covering those? Oh, God. What, uh. Leprechaun or Sharknado? No, we need to do... We're going we to do a
2: Leprechaun Sharknado matchup We were supposed to do a Leprechaun, leprechaun last March. year
0: and we changed it. Yeah.
2: Are we doing
1: so, it this year? No. No. We've been avoiding leprechaun yeah. pretty hard. <laughs> every year what? when we make the schedule for March, we're like, we're going to cover leprechaun. leprechaun. And then as That's March scary. as March gets closer, we're like, I regret the this. The first Change time episode. I said <laughs> the
0: F word was while watching leprechaun. Like every time we bring up the saw.
3: Like, and we're like, we're going to cover charms. saw. Yeah. Is that when the kid's like, fuck you, lucky charms? He shoots him with the, like, the fucking... Is that know, what you're referring to, here? leprechaun
0: in the hood. No, it was the first time I said the fuck word.
3: The fuck word. Oh. Uh, <laughs>
0: I was word. okay, so I was watching it and I went to go say, like, that's funny, and I said, that's fucky. That's fucky? Wow. Yeah, because he said the fuck through the whole thing and I was like 11.
3: That was the worst story
2: Nora ever. Nora Beach into the F bomb drop.
0: My mom is scary. Okay. Listen,
3: since we're on the subject and we're about to leave it of Leprechaun, one in three are awesome everything else you could please. No, they're
0: you know. all bad, Steven. I just want to let no, you know, one, though,
3: he creeps me one in the three fuck are out. awesome.
1: I liked him better in Willow.
3: Willow was good. Me.
1: Willow was excellent. Uh, with making this movie, um, Kane Hodder had said that this was the most difficult movie of his career to make. Uh, Adam Green had said, if we're making a hatchet three... I want Victor Crowley to look better than ever. And so, you
0: notice that it, like, his face is totally yeah. different in this uh, one.
1: The prosthetics, the whole makeup department, they made new prosthetics and new everything, everything. for Victor Crowley. And, Crowley, and they weighed the, and the,
0: up, the amount of a small child.
1: Yeah, it ended up weighing 30 pounds altogether put on him. A large child. So that, on top of the heat in Louisiana, not good. No. Yeah, um, on top of that, miserable. On top Plus of that, dogs. they had okay. terrible weather. Um, a lot of the crew had to be hospitalized because of mosquito bites um, just different you know bug bites mosquitoes you gotta get fucking bit by to have to be hospitalized not actually? even just Jesus. mosquitoes but all different kinds of bugs they got poisoned and then, uh,
0: by bug spray
1: too yeah D-E-E-T which is in bug spray uh, they- basically from using too much bug spray you get poisoned by it um, they had gotten hospitalized from that and just Jesus they had, basically they had said like this movie was hell to make hell to make yeah,
2: yeah. wow that's fucking rough. That's dedication, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then be willing to, like, get out of the hospital and jump right back in. Like, alright, let's finish this. Like, nah. i like like, deuces, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I don't do heat. I don't do bugs. Everybody probably smelled four. like fucking balls.
1: <sighs> For four, it's, oh, it's, me. Oh, it's my mom. <sighs> um... Yeah, I mean, the the curse ends up being ended. Mary Beth tries to give Crowley the ashes, but he won't take them. So she ends up smashing them on his head. And which he melts. Yeah, he starts melting, which that scene was fucking awesome. It, ma- gr-
3: it looked great, but I was just like, I didn't, I don't think I expected, expected it. So I kind of, at first, didn't like it. I was like, wait, that's it? Like she I just it dumped the ashes, but no, visually though, I was like that. The effect it was just stunning, awesome.
0: and then Mary yeah. Beth died. Ha ha! Bitch.
3: Did she though? Yo, stop hating it on Daniel Harris.
0: That, it says that that the, in the fourth one it says that the Asian was the only survivor.
1: I guess that's true. Yeah, I I was I was kind of bummed about that. I didn't want her to die. Neither did I. I was but, so happy. she I mean, died. she
3: was she was impaled by a brand, So I mean, I couldn't. I guess I could see her not surviving indefinitely, you know?
1: I had a, I had a little bit of hope, though, because, uh, like, it, it ends. Like, it does that yeah. whole, like, cut to the end thing that all the movies had done, but then it, like, comes back on again, and it shows, like, her heartbeat again. And I was just like, oh, fuck, she's still alive, but... coming back. Yeah. False alarm. I feel like this movie, too, it, it had some good kills. Um, my favorite was probably the one where he, Victor Crowley rips the guy's arms off and then like shoves his head in the mud that part was fucking oh
0: and the mud bubbles
1: yeah but the kills in general in the whole series was was pretty solid I feel like this one there are no two of, kills that are alike yeah so I don't really have too much to say about the third one nah know. neither do I there's not much really to testicles say about testicles
0: hanging from a tree the ball guys. sack tree yeah that's the rating I give this movie is testicles hanging from a tree
1: that's not a rating. Two testicles. Two. Points. Uh, I fucking died, too, when the one dude was, like, trying to be a badass, and he shot the fucking rocket launcher, and it just <laughs> hit the other dude in the SWAT team, and Victor Crowley's just looking at he him, like... He, like,
0: watches like, it go past him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? So, we talked about all three movies, and we saved our ratings for the end. So, if you stuck in this long good on you. Yeah. Thanks. I sucked
0: tonight, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I just realized I'm really tired. I'm sorry.
1: All of us So, let's okay. rate this series as a whole, not just one through three individually. Sarah, Hit mm. us with it, Sarah.
0: I think this storyline is quite incredible. I think it starts out really strong with a backstory of a sad, sad life from a young boy who is deformed. And I think he grows into a really strong character and a ghost-like spirit. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> am just
1: looking with y'all. I will all say, right. the fucking backstory, when it showed the backstory of Victor Crowley, when he's, like, his dad, it shows fucking yeah. Kane Hodder, like, after he died, and he's all upset and shit. I was like, fuck, that's sad. And she was like, this is the saddest story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it was really sad. No.
0: I, I think that the, the backstory was really great for this movie, and I think that, you know, sometimes the backstories ruin the killers, but I think in this one it didn't, because it was also, like, it had, like, paranormal aspects to it, that he was a repeater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know it wasn't necessarily a the, the child that was killed it was like um what are they called? the uh, spirit um they use it in supernatural all the time like the pissed off spirits vengeful, vengeful, spirit. Guys? vengeful spirit it was a vengeful spirit there you go thank you sorry. Um, so like you don't really get that like sympathy for him because he's not necessarily like that poor deformed kid. You know he loses sympathy points when he dies. It's good, but um, the they, the special effects department did amazing on the practical effects used in this movie. Um, and no two kills were alike. Seven foot fucking chainsaw. Asian dude plays fifty different characters. Fucking every fucking horror movie star that's still alive. From the eighties. The fucking dude from the gremlins, fucking stretch. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm down on this series. Like, let's do that. Fucking seven out of ten, bitches.
2: Solid. Um, I'll go.
0: Thanks for clapping for me, guys. That was that was that made me. That feel was awake.
1: heartfelt. That, that was... was me cheering that you're finally F- done talking. No, we lost your <laughs> fucking voice. <laughs> um I love you, Sarah why do I always get the squeaky chair? All right, Erica.
0: Because you rock? Look, this one. No, this thanks. One... I know
1: I rock, Erica. <laughs> My chair don't squeak either.
2: You get the squeaky chair because I don't know.
0: You didn't grab the one from over there, lazy fuck. So, um, I like this. I, I,
2: I'm usually like. I hate when I watch a movie and I absolutely love it and I'm like, this movie's fucking awesome. And then the sequel rolls around and I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's just one of those things that happens. So going into this, I was expecting that to be it. Like I I, I really liked the first one, and I was like, okay, so what am I getting out of the second one? And I was expecting it to be hot garbage. I'm not gonna lie. And so I was really really pleased when it wasn't. So then uh, Dylan, like originally when we were gonna do this, it was just gonna be one one and two. And then Dylan was like, hey, we gotta watch. Who knew there was a three and four? It all goes together. It's like one story. You know, do you mind watching it? And I was like, oh hell no, let's do this. So watching all three of them together, I really, really, really loved that it was like watching like a TV series, like everyone picked up where the last one left off and it wasn't so much a sequel and it wasn't so much like, a remake or anything like that like it was like it was wa- like you were watching one long ass fucking movie kind of like watching the original it how it was like when they when they took it off of uh being from tv to like putting it out on a VHS and you get it in two different you know two different parts um so i thought it was really cool i think that's interesting and i and i like that it was one long ass story and i love all of the effects in it and we we hate on CGI here a lot at <laughs> Horror Haven so when we get that are all, like, all practical effects, we're usually really big on that because that's stuff that, I mean, that's real art. I'm not trying to downplay that, you know, doing CGI isn't, you know, isn't difficult. I'm I'm sure it is. And especially since, you know, you're trying really hard to make something look real, even though 90% of the time it still doesn't. Um, The practical effects, there's so much artwork that goes into that. And when you think about this whole entire movie all three of them you know all of those kill scenes and all of the fucking gore and the ass blood and guts that you've seen all of that was practical effects I feel like there was so much heart put into this movie that you can't help but appreciate it so I'm gonna come in with a solid 8 for the whole series
3: alright Steven yeah um I gotta hold on Can we please watch
2: something that's total shit? Because I just. I have not rated anything I think under a 5. No, I lied. The new bloodlines. We rated that pretty shitty. So. False alarm.
3: False Um, alarm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a 7.5 on this one. Uh, I think Adam Green really made this for the horror fans, and you could see a lot of hard work, passion, and dedication. And I do appreciate it because, uh, you know, in in mo- most recent horror movies, it is over flooded by just paranormal shit. So for him to come up with these creative, original idea, and just have an awesome like crew to work with it and just pretty much build his own little franchise off of it is awesome to see uh i have not seen uh victor crowley yet but i definitely will be checking it out although i you know like the third one you said before uh it did drag on and it focused mostly on the swat so that was like my least favorite out of all of them but one and two were definitely really strong You know, and the kills are just fucking awesome, so you can't help but, like, have a blast, like, watching it. It's just fun fucking good, fun horror. So, yeah, 7.5. All
1: right. Hit us with it, Dylan. What you got? 16. All right, so... Looking at these movies, I can say that as far as a franchise goes, I would put these right up there with... The big franchises from the 80s that we've talked about. Looking at these movies, not even just individually, but collectively, the effects were amazing. The movie was fun. The backstories were great. The acting was great. The characters were fun. Like, looking at this movie, I cannot pick anything out of the, or these movies, I should say, I cannot pick anything out of them that I did not enjoy. The series did not get boring at any point for me. And I think it's because... I said the series and Siri picked up on my phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it didn't get boring at any point for me. I It was to the point where after every movie, I was like, fuck, I gotta watch the next one. And that's rare. I mean... That's how you know when it's good. Yeah, look at, you know... Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. The sequels are great, but they're nowhere near as good as the first. Where these, all three, were on the same fucking level. I am going to give this series, collectively, you want to guess? A ten. A nine. A nine? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought I, I was going to rate it the highest. I really did. <laughs> I could honestly... See myself watching these movies again and again and again and again and again.
0: I didn't know I was gonna rate it low. I'm sorry. I would She sounds uh, like
2: you I
3: wouldn't say like <laughs> a seven's really low. I think anything seven's low. not
2: low. I think that that's absolutely this is gonna come in in the eights anyway.
0: I really want the Jim Jones People's Temple drink. Seven point eight 7? seven.
1: Seven point nine. The okay. average rating for the series, or even average rating, is a seven point nine.
2: It's fair, but I think it could have been higher. I'm not going to lie. Like, thinking about it overall, I think it's definitely higher than... Yeah. Like, it's almost an eight, and I feel bad that it's not an eight, because I feel like it. that's why I gave it an eight. It's definitely an eight. <laughs> so the fact that it came in under an eight, I this is the first one I'm going to disagree with. This isn't fair. So... Well, no, I disagreed um, with Steven, too. Steven
1: hasn't watched it, and uh, it's it's fairly new, so I'm not going to spoil anything for the movie, but I do want to brush on the new movie, Victor Crowley, a little bit.
0: It takes place ten years after the mass murder at Honey Something Swamp.
1: Yeah. It bugs me that I can't remember the name. I so can't remember. None of us all can. Of all movies, of us are yeah. like, uh, uh. Um, but, yeah, if, just from watching the trailer, you could get this information. It takes place ten years later. Uh, Perry Shen's character from Writes a book about
0: his experiences, but highly elaborates on his involvement in it.
1: Exaggerates.
0: Exaggerates.
1: exaggerates. That's yep, what he yeah. meant. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> So, he, he gets offered a ton of money to go back to the island to do, like, a documentary for a TV show. At this point, the island's, like, overrun by tourists and stuff, but I won't say how. Victor Crowley comes back, starts killing people again. Shit gets rid right. <laughs> Um The island
0: wasn't overrun with tourists.
1: Yeah, it was. They <laughs> said it was a huge tourist area now, and they had, like, the... Touristy areas and shit. They had well, tourists going through Yo, is, 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 wasn't is
3: Barbara Crampton in it? No. Oh, I saw her post something about it when it was coming out. So I was like,
1: oh. No, Felicia uh, Rose from Sleepaway Camp was in it. Um, oh,
3: that's cool. That's fucking awesome.
1: Q from Impractical Jokers. Yep, he was that's in it. Random. That is, <laughs> yeah. Random. Well, he was a huge he was a huge fan of the uh, the series, and Adam Green actually like wrote the part for him, which was really cool. Oh, that's cool. 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 Um, as far as making the movie, it was really nice. Uh, Adam Green had not planned on making another movie; he wanted to wrap it up with the trilogy. And Wes Craven passing away had affected him quite a bit. And he was having a talk. He was close, I guess, with George a. Romero. And George Romero said, "Look, make this, make another movie. Make it for your fans. Like it, you're good at it. Do it." And it really, like, convinced him to, go, to, for to it. go for it. And then before they had, like, I think it was ten days before. Because they, they made the movie and they made it, like, secretly. Nobody really knew that they were making the movie. So ten days before they were revealing that they were going to make it was when George Romero passed away. Oh, so, wow. I guess uh, if you can find clips online and stuff. When he announced the movie and uh, was talking about his experiences with George Romero and Wes Craven and stuff, it's very emotional.
3: For him, yeah. And it's
1: I, that, that too, right there shows like his passion for, for the, the genre. genre Do you the think they like
3: passed the torch to him? I think so. That's pretty cool. Um, I will say that
1: I did not, and I know Sierra didn't either... Uh, enjoy the fourth one as much as the trilogy. I I, I was really if it was kind of rushed though. It wasn't really rushed. No, it, it was done just, well. But I
2: think yeah, like from what I saw, it, it was.
1: But it just my biggest problems I've, with it were this one more than the first three focused on comedy. It was more of a comedy than a horror movie. Where I uh, like I said, I enjoyed the, the trilogy when it started to take itself seriously. Um, I was also really invested in the Mary Beth Dunstan storyline, and this, you know, that storyline's over. That's not so. my
0: issue with this one. My issue with this one is that they lost their creativity in what they were doing. That's what happened. The The fourth one was not nearly as fun. It, as it wasn't as, as, yeah, it wasn't as It creative. wasn't upbeat, it wasn't...
1: The killers, or not the killers, the kills were... Not great. The The story really wasn't there, and really just everything about the movie. It happened. Just...
0: It's like nothing happened, and then everything happened really quick. It was, yeah. And watch it. Like, it's not bad. It's just, like, not great.
1: It's, it's Everybody loves it. Like, I, I haven't seen anything negative about it, and I guess it's just me not being a fan of cheesy horror it kind of is was,
0: pointless. Like, once you know Victor Crowley's a repeater, it's like, what's the point of killing him? Just don't go there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back every night. You can kill him as much as you fucking want. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so uh, I, I... all Like I said, I, I praised the first three movies. And, you know, this movie, it was written and directed again by Adam Green. Um, as far as I know, it was the same crew that had made it. But it just... Wasn't as enjoyable as the first three. I I could see myself watching the first three. I couldn't see myself. But so just watching like three the first media. three,
0: it does set it up the same way where it ends on a on, at a moment that you it, it seems that it's gonna continue.
1: Yeah. So that being said,
0: thank you so much for listening. <laughs>
1: Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast or on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven. Like, rate, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Come talk to us. We love to hear from you. Comment on my pitchy voice. Tune in next week. Uh Sierra and I will be stepping out, but Steven and Erica will be joined by two guests to talk about Lucho Fulci. They're gonna be talking
3: about the Just beyond me and you, Steven. Wait, hold <laughs> on. Are you about- is it is it really yeah. that episode already? Yeah. Yeah. Fulci day has started that soon? <laughs> we're
1: going to be talking. March,
3: dude. I I'm so used to saying
1: we're going to be talking, but I
2: I'm going to be talking yeah. with Steven About, and
1: some who else. Uh, Get ready
2: David for some, some David passion. Osu and El Jose. El Jose. This is going to be my first experience with El Jose. Fun. I'm excited. El is yeah. awesome. So you guys are going to be
1: talking about The Beyond, City of the Living Dead, and The House by the Cemetery. Yeah. Well, which I watched, the, a good time. <laughs> I watched the trailers, and they all looked pretty decent. I might still check them out, even though I'm not on the episode. I say, but.
3: yeah, I say, you know, watch it just to follow along with the episode. I have a serious... Love for Lucho Fulci. So, this is going to be a fun one, and I'm really excited. So, for all my uh, Fulci fans out there, uh, hashtag FulciLives, you guys are going to enjoy this one. So, stay tuned for next week.
0: Also, be on the lookout in March for a special project from Dylan and Erica.
1: Yeah. <assium noise> I'm cutting that out. Nobody can know the secret. Yeah, nobody can know the secret. That's yeah. why, because it, it's super secret.
3: <laughs> dude, I had no secret. idea that, like, that Fulci
1: episode was secret. Sure, like, I made, made Kool Aid. Do you want some? Don't ever drink other people's Is early. it bitter? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, have a good night. <laughs> Little cyanide That's That's the hint. That's the <laughs> hint for the, uh, <clears throat> for the spinoff <laughs> Kool Aid. Kool-Aid is the hint. Bitter
0: Kool-Aid. Don't
1: ever drink
2: anything that you did not pour your fucking self. No, you
0: mix, <laughs> not pour, mix.
2: It, yeah, anything. Like if it, I don't even trust the fucking tap. We're gonna be reviewing
1: drinks. Have a good night. <laughs> Later.
2: It's <laughs> Tipsy. It's Tipsy Bartender spinoff.
1: Enjoy. We're gonna drink
2: cold drinks hot. <laughs> Uh, Who did that? Hot Mountain Dew? Who did and that? Hot Kool-Aid. Hot, hot Kool-Aid. That's I'm gonna what pour it, it on the
1: floor and blame it on you. I had said that. i I had said I wanted to make a YouTube channel and make a video where we, we make hot beverages. Like, boil like Coca-Cola and drink that and just like anything that's usually cold.
2: <laughs> that's drink what, it hot. <laughs> no. I'm thinking about like a hot cup of Mountain fucking Dew. What? Yeah. Ew. Might as well be P. Yep.
0: Nope, don't. I want to talk about I can't talk about Mountain Dew when Steven's around.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: Have a good night.
2: Good night Later. on that note.